Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Welcome back, guys. Podcast number 32, if I think so. Chris, is that right? I believe so. All right. He believes so. So 32, what's up? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Guess what I did this week? Mowed clover again. I mowed clover again. You knew. You got, you got issues mowing clover. You're addicted I got a to lot it. of clover. I got a lot of clover. You're addicted. Yep. I just keep jumping from area to area and mow it. Growing like weeds. Yeah. I mean, when the heads go brown, I mow it. Spread that seed. You still getting free, rain? Free seed. Nah, I'm done with rain. Uh, possibly it's, it's Friday. A little, little dry here. Yeah, it's been dry. Yeah, we're getting getting a lot of dew on the grass though, so mm-hmm. everything's looking real healthy. I sprayed some some foiler feeding on those plots too. Mm-hmm. Did some IMOX spraying on some clover too. Nice. Hung some hung a camera over to destination plot because every time i go over there there's a bunch of critters out and they all spook so tired of spooking them so i went over and hung a camera nice I only well, spook, i'll spook them once a week now hunting Instead, season hunting season's right around the corner yeah i gotta quit spooking them because there's yeah. a pretty decent pretty decent eight point running around here you got a bear hunt coming up got a bear hunt coming up september yeah we got a sick of deer hunt coming up Sick of deer hunt coming up October. Yeah. I got to get a new uh, scope from a muzzleloader. Again? I didn't get one yet. What? I got to get one. What happened to it? I I missed a buck. So you took the scope off? Now I'm getting a new one. Operator error. Probably. Shot it in the horn. (laughs) Yeah. Shot it in the horn. I'm upset. <laughs> Gotta get a new one. Today, what else, uh, what else you upset about, Dave? Tell us, tell us what you're upset about. You got uh, someone asking you questions about some tomfoolery. Yeah, so I want to talk about um, everybody listening. I I don't like um, anything that that's done. Let's just say, let's just say it. Let's, I don't like anything that's done half ass. I don't, I don't like it. Um, there, there's shortcuts that we can take. There's, there's bandage that you can use. Um, but why do it that way? You know, I mean, we, we've all done, you know, weird stuff, band, you know, put a bandaid on something, but the past, uh, couple of weeks, I've been getting questions on, um, liquid, liquid lime. Let's address the problem. Let's address it. So I, I'm seeing this and let i'll just say it it's it's coming from sturgis sturgis um i don't watch his videos i I used to a very long time ago and he has a huge um influence on people you know what people believe trust him and stuff and what he says people jump to it and and they do it no matter no matter what and People do that without thinking for themselves. Whatever some whatever he says, people do it. 
And I would they don't they don't check into anything. Don't, no, don't research I, it. Nope. And I would encourage people, no matter who it is, you know, whether it's him, me, you, wh- whoever it is, to not take that advice and just do it. Because when you when when somebody says something, they're typically referring to like maybe like it's their property or a specific area, but that may not you know, resonate with a property that's three hours away, 20 minutes away. It's all completely different. But this liquid line push is 100% a Band-Aid. It doesn't do anything to the soil. It may add a little bit of calcium at planting, but then once that plant uh, calcium or whatever is absorbed, it's gone. So, yeah, and, and really how much calcium do you really need? You know, right. The, just the calcium. Yeah. Right. You know, because what you're after is the calcium carbonate. Mm-hmm. That is truly what lime, that is what's going to raise your pH. Right. And apparently, you know, I, I read into uh, plot start or boost, whatever it's called. I read into it a little bit and it's actually not even, it doesn't even change the pH. Apparently it supposedly changes the chemistry of the soil to allow the plants to uptake nutrients when you have a low ph Hmm. you know whether that does it or not i don't know i I really don't care but i want people to have success and not look to band-aids on things like why why would you spray why would you spray that whether every time you plant when you could add lime once and be done for several several years so why don't we fix the actual problem? There's two ways to fix that. One is you can do all this this true no-till stuff and you can it'll the soil can correct itself if you have five, six, seven years, right? The second method would be to add lime, add synthetic fertilizer, and correct it in a year to two. Mm-hmm. Which, which which route do you have to, do you want to go not everybody has a no-till drill um not everybody has five to seven years some people lease property that's only you know for say one to three year lease or something who has seven years now if you own the property and you want to get into more of a like an organic farming practice of no-till and things it works for sure um it just takes time me i want it fixed like i'm just going to add the lime to correct the actual soil pH issue and then add the synthetic synthetic fertilizer until the number and improving organic matter by, you know, uh, incorporating green manure into the soil. And I can build that number up and build the soil up over the next couple years. And then you just have to maintain it basically. I just want to throw a note in there too. Yeah. Um, what's your note? My note is, you know, pell lime in a bag also mm-hmm. also is a short term thing mm-hmm. i mean it's better than this spray calcium um yeah. but it's costly it's a lot of work and it will deplete itself if you do nothing with it say you put a ton or two on some place and in a couple of years it's going to be like depleted back to the point where like you never did anything Mm-hmm. So in the instance I had going across the road there, I 
I got a lag, uh, yeah, lag truck, an ag truck in there. <laughs> got an ag truck in there with real ag lime, mm-hmm. and uh, that really spruced things up for me. And that truly fixed me for a while, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if the old man's still living, why, in another year or two, I'll probably have him back. He can yeah, right. spread it again. But yeah, just to, as a note, you know, yeah, adding lime's great, real lime, calcium carbonate. Um, that is great. Do the recommendations, do the soil test and, and get that lime on, but the calcium carbonate or the calcium spray, I'm sorry, the calcium spray is worse band-aid than Pell lime. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants a quick fix and that's the way life is right now. Everything's, you know, they just want something, some gimmick or something to fix their problems. And, you know, we're, People are jumping to liquid lime. Like I just, I'm not doing it. I'm going to fix the problem at the root, the root of the problem. And that's low pH. You add the lime to fix it. You fix the pH because when you fix the pH and you bring that number up to more of a neutral number, those plants can be fed year round. When you start spraying the calcium or this other product that apparently changes the chemistry of the soil i mean how long does that last right Right. you're not you're not fixing any problem let's let's go back to the basics now and and fix the problem i'm sure there's probably some agricultural company out there that actually makes a slurry with real calcium carbonate Mm -hmm. ag lime or something and they probably have a slurry and it's mixed up and you can water it down and you could probably spray it. And that's probably legit. But I don't think these products that are being offered to food plotters, I don't think there's too much legitimacy in them. No, obviously any kind of ag, actual legit ad product is going to be better than some, you know, food plot. Well, then you're going to get, then you're going to get somebody saying, well, we're just feeding a deer. You know, we're not row cropping. Right. When, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. But um, why? Why would you do that to yourself? You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. If because you have a, why not fix it now and be good for three, four years? Right. Instead of spraying this garbage on it every year, that's got to be costly. Coming in a bucket, five gallon bucket or whatever. You know. It's it's over a hundred and some dollars every. I mean, depending how much you spray, but it's over a hundred, well over a hundred bucks to spray a plot. Um. You could add a hundred dollars of lime to that same size plot and and benefit yeah. way more. What's a what's a bag of Pell lime right now? Five uh, bucks. Four, I think four fifty eight. I saw a tractor supply. <clears throat> um, we was getting a pallet, what a ton for two hundred bucks. Yeah, that was. I think that's that was thing that of, was pre COVID though. That's a thing of the past there. Yeah, it's um, probably three hundred now. <laughs> probably. Well, yeah. I mean, I just you have to be careful with, you know these products like that these these gimmicks and and i'm not saying plots whatever it is is a gimmick i'm just saying it's not the correct way to go about doing stuff like that you know what i mean they you know if you have say a little eighth acre plot or something just i don't i don't i don't know i mean i guess if you can't get to the plot but if you can get to the plot by a four-wheeler you can spread line oh yeah you know what We've I mean? proved people, that. 
Right. I mean, people say, oh, I can't I can't get no equipment to the to my plot. What do you need to get to, you know, get man? We had we had what, like 10 bags strapped to our racks? Yeah. I mean, 10 each. Right. I mean, there's always a, always a way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, are you are you going to jump on the liquid lime train here? Me personally? Yeah. No. Okay. It's a hard it's a hard pass, but no. Yeah, I mean, we got to get back to the basics, guys, with this food plot stuff. I mean, every year, each year somebody or a company make comes out with something to make it a little bit easier. Well, how easy do you need it to I mean, just do the right thing. And by us saying to add lime, we don't we don't benefit from that. I don't care what you use. I just want people to have good success because that will prevent people sending me dozens of emails each year. Hey, I tried this gimmick or this and this, and I did the the buckwheat crimping method, and not like nothing. My stuff didn't germinate. You know, well, yeah. I I don't I can't help you. Like I just we were just talking about this before we started. Guy guy sent me or commented on a video and said I followed the the buckwheat crimping the buckwheat method and I wanted to crimp it over top of my seed and all this stuff. Well, he had a storm come through, blew the buckwheat down, and he wanted my advice. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't follow that method, so I can't really help you. I can give you some advice on what to try, and I would suggest. I would suggest to you that you don't follow that method. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, buck, you know, buck You're a hater. You're a no, hater. No, I'm just, it's frustrating <laughs> that people follow somebody's advice. It fails. And then they look to somebody else how to help them. Right. Start, go with the basics. Buckwheat is a great crop to plant. But as far as crimping, like crimping it, who has a crimper? You know what I mean? I don't have a like I don't I mean just mow it and lightly right. disc it like it or drag it. Use one of the um me and you bought it. Didn't you buy one? What's or that? did you the chain harrow drag? Oh my neighbor has it and he yeah, just we borrowed it. Borrow it. Yeah. Right. But yep. I actually bought one a couple yep. years ago and it was one of the best things the best things I've ever bought. Mm-hmm. You don't, most of the time, you don't even need to disc the ground. You just drag it. Yep. Just lightly, uh, especially. Scratch it. Right. If you're doing the buckwheat method, you kind of, it keeps your soil kind of soft underneath. And if you were to just mow that or something and just drag it back and forth, it's just going to be enough to loosen that soil up in order for you to throw some seed out. Especially mm -hmm. brassica seed. Brassica seeds don't you don't have to do much. No. No, if you're planting like beans or something, then yeah, like you gotta get that um seed covered up. But brassica, man, you could just throw that right on top of the soil any yep. kind of loose loose soil, it's gonna germinate. Oh yeah. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. You could spill it you could spill it on a sidewalk and as long as there's some dirt near it and it gets yeah. wet, mm -hmm. it'll sprout. Yeah, it's gonna germinate. Yep. So yeah, I mean just be careful on all the, I see each year I see more and more failures and the failures. Once you talk to the people and I see it on clients too, you know, I'll go to clients and they're, they're like, Hey, I tried so-and-so's method or I tried it this way and yeah. it just, everything failed. Hmm. Uh, and I sit there and spend time with them and explain to them just 
go back to the basics of farming or planting a garden. Go go back to the basics and you'll have success. And then I get messages from them throughout the year. Say, hey, I I did it this method and it worked great. Yeah, I'm I'm hundred percent old school conventional. Me too. I break ground, I, I disc it, you know. Mm-hmm. And there there's new ways of doing things, you know. Well, I don't I don't do anything special. I mean, yeah. I don't have any special tools mm-hmm. other I mean, than there's... my tractor to break the ground. Yeah, I mean, there's but some people there's... don't have that even. Right, <clears throat> there's high end, you know, stuff out there. You got the drills, you got the high end crimpers, you got, and that stuff, it works. It does work, but you mm-hmm. don't need to do that. Now, nope. unless you are, like I said, you wanna. Like you have something against, you know, synthetic. Some people like to keep things, you know, more of a, you know, organic, organic system where you're not using synthetic fertilizers and, you know, that stuff that that's a great way to be. Um, But again, we're talking about a food plot. You know what I mean? Like how organic do you need that, that food plot to be? Like I see people. That's that only plants like two, three acres or something, and they're making posts online. I gotta have a crimper. I gotta have a crimper. <laughs> like, what do you need a crimper for if you're only planting? Like that. that that's just like a waste. Like you Man. don't need to do it that way. Uh, they're worshiping person, somebody. Yes, they each each situation has like you. It's different for everybody. You know, if you're out there planting like you're been to big farming and you're you know planting dozens of acres and you need a faster system you know a no-till drill might be the way to go it's quick you know you can spray and just drill right through your previous crop and and kill it um but i don't know you know there's there's a instance there's a situation for or a method for each situation you know but just be careful with the with the liquid lime, man. I mean, it's just it can fail you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I going back to being so conventional when I started food plotting down here below the house. I didn't have anything, literally nothing. I had a riding lawnmower, and that's mm-hmm. what I put a plot in with. Mm-hmm. I literally I went down, cut some trees down, made some light. Went in with a weed whacker because the ferns were as high as my waist. Weed whacked all the ferns down. Then I went through and got rid of any rocks that I could run over with the riding mower that would kill my blades. And I went in with the riding mower and got as close to the ground as I could. Mm -hmm. And then I took, I think, a piece of chain and an old uh, pallet. And I drug that around just like you would a chain harrow. I drug that around till I had all the dirt exposed and the grass drug off, you know, and I didn't, I didn't use chemicals back then or anything. I think I bought because it's maybe a 16th of an acre down there. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. So I, I think I got a bag of back then, I think it was 10, 10, 10 or something and a bag of lime, one of each. And I spread it out with the seed and ran over it with the tires on the mower and i had nice plots now was my ph correct probably not was my fertility correct probably not but we're talking 12 years ago and i didn't know what i was doing 
and you everybody starts somewhere but nowadays there's a plethora of information out there and we're just pointing out something you know people are going to be butthurt over what we just talked about mm -hmm. with the liquid lime but we're we're pointing out some stuff that is kind of gimmicky if you will um I don't know. Yeah, it'll get you through this this fall probably, you know, but you need to plan ahead because what you do now is going to benefit you later. And if you're just putting a Band-Aid on it now, guess what? You're going to have a wound in the spring. Yeah, That's pretty agree. cool, huh? A Band-Aid wound. You see what I yeah. did? Look what you did. <laughs> Look what I did. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, like I said, everything, every, everything is getting easier and easier for people each year you know a gimmick here gimmick there um but when you no matter what it is really but if you always go back to the basics it's usually people overthink things take yeah. too many steps like i had this guy last year that sent me dozens of emails and he was asking and he was desperate for help hmm. he said um he he sprayed like some kind like all like three or four different chemicals he sprayed some liquid lime he sprayed some uh uh some kind of liquid fertilizer uh he sprayed something else he planted this seed on top of this seed on top of this seed he rolled it he crimped it he disked i'm like dude what what are you doing like you just it sprayed dozens of things on this soil like no wonder nothing's growing like you don't need to do that. Yeah. Has to, has to be some kind of residual there. Yes. I mean, I just get stuff like that all the time where, where people overthink it. And if you really, like, if you go to like these uh, Facebook forums and stuff, if you really scroll through there, majority of people have good looking food plots. Yeah. Right. Like how many people do you get that message you say, Hey, I'm, I, I planted domain products or they comment, they, they post photos on like the mains posts and stuff like yeah. pictures of their food plots. Right. They look beautiful. Yeah. And if you look at what that person did to plant that food plot, what do you see? And we didn't talk about this. What do you see? What do you see? Like, Major like majority of times they did conventional till. Yes. They did conventional till and they have a beautiful stand of brassica or whatever it is that they're See, that's why we like to, that's why we like to educate and represent domain because they do basic things that work. We do basic things that work. That's why we get along with those folks. Mm -hmm. That's why they like what we do. That's why we have a good relationship and we can represent them because they know we're putting out educational stuff like this that will only help them in the long run. We're not telling someone to grab domain seed and put it in a, in a, a, a uh, no-till drill or something, mm -hmm. which I'm sure it can be done, but yeah. do you think that's what they do in Wisconsin? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Maybe out in a field somewhere on, a, on an ag field, but I mean, majority of hunters are putting something in the woods or on the edge of a field. Yeah. Let, let's bring this up real quick. Yeah, me and you work with Domain, but let's bring up another seed company. Let's bring up Whitetail uh, Institute. Sure. The main guy that represents him, mm -hmm. named Jason, mm -hmm. how does he plant his food pots? He does everything conventional. conventional. He, he uses a four-wheeler. ATV disc. ATV disc. ATV uh, 
oh boy, what's some with some rippers. The it's like the chisel, ripper. like the chisel, chisel, plow. chisel plow. Yeah. He has chisel plow behind the ATV and he's only got a 500 CC ATV. So you mm -hmm. don't need something huge, you know, but that's what he does. And then he has a he, pull, he has a pull behind mower. He has a, yeah. He yeah. has a pull behind. Yeah. Uh, everything he has is a pull behind conventional tilling. Yeah. I've had, I've had conversations with him and what does he do? He follows the basics. He gets a Whitetail yeah. Institute soil sample. Yep. He spreads lime accordingly, synthetic fertilizer accordingly. He discs the ground, controls yep. the weeds, spraying whatever they use over there. And then um, he discs it, fertilizes, and seeds beautiful food plants. Yep. If he has any weeds, he mows, mows, mows. Yep, mows, mows, mows. I follow soil samples. I spread lime. I follow fertilizer recommendations. I disc. I plant my seed. I have beautiful food plots each year. You follow soil samples, you spread lime, or in your case, add, add uh, a lime truck, fertilizer, your your uh, disc, chisel plow, drag, whatever. Beautiful food plots. Yeah. So, the guys, if you if you follow that on social media, look at the look at the pictures of people's food plots that look good. Yeah. They are doing traditional methods to where they follow the basics. You start yeah. at the step one and you work your way through it and you can have success. Now, the guys that are failing at this stuff are trying all these weird methods. And I'm not saying they don't work because they can work, yeah. but it just it throws wrenches into things. Because if you do, say, like the the buckwheat uh, crimper roller, whatever method it is, if you plant that too thick. I've seen it. I've seen it on clients' properties. I, I've seen it. If you planted too many seeds per acre with the buckwheat, more than 50 or 60 pounds per acre, and you roll it, you seed and you roll it over, it is too much thatch for them seeds to push up through. And it becomes all that seed you put in there that should have been covered, say, just for an example, a half acre, you get sprigs of stuff that come up through because it's so much thatch on there that can't get sun it's too thick for the seed to push through and it fails you, yeah. you know it. you know it. yeah i don't i i've done it i've done it here at the house i i tried their buckwheat method no-till stuff as a test and and, and as a test and i got it to work but you mowed it, yours yes i did i i went in and mowed high with the brush hog i mowed you seeded and then mowed hide yes and then i went in and mowed a little lower that way the thatch wasn't so stinking thick mm -hmm. you know that it was going to smother like when you go out and mow your grass in your yard if you wait too long to mow your grass and you go out and it's all clumpy and in a week later you go out and look where those clumps are laying it's all brown and yellowed underneath those yeah. big clumps. That's 100%. what essentially what you're doing to your food plot. You're putting a big yellow brown mat over top mm -hmm. of your food plot, and yeah. you get very little coming through. I'm saying yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible to happen, but more than likely you're going to smother it. Yeah, it, and the other thing with the buckwheat too is buckwheat is a short growing crop. I mean, five weeks, six weeks tops, you know, before it starts getting seeds. Well, if it's like this high. And it starts to get seed heads on it, you know, and you mow it, crimp it, whatever, it's just going to reseed itself. And then you're getting volunteer, you know, buckwheat to come too up. Too heavy. 
which very I, I love planting buckwheat, but not for some kind of no-till or uh, roller or crimper method. I use it and incorporate it back into the soil for green manure because it it's has high moisture content and yeah. you know deer deer eat it too when it's young and tender. But um, so think about that, guys. You know when you're looking when you're scrolling through social media and it's like, oh man, this guy has a beautiful food plot. Ask yourself why it looks that way. Send that person a message. Say, hey, what did you do to to for that plot to look like that? And again, I'm not saying that buckwheat crimping and and doesn't work because it it will but it throws more wrenches into the mix especially if you haven't done it before most times you're probably going to fail it's going to fail but if you go back to the basics it works Mm -hmm. 100 that's that's my that's my speech to guys that 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 keep continuously failing stop on a rant yeah stop looking at gimmicks Go back to the basics, and you'll have success. I feel better. He's done ranting. I feel better. I can't really add anything more to that. I think we beat that horse. We did. I think it's. I think it's accurate. You agree? Yeah. Episode right. thirty-two done. Episode thirty-two done, guys. <laughs> don't do, don't put band aids on your plot. Go back to the basics, step by step.